0: Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our Rock and Redeemer. Amen. Today we celebrate Choir Sunday. We give thanks for all those who give of their time and talent to sing and play music to the glory of God in our worship. Trinity is so blessed. To have a wonderful music program with singers, young and not so young, singing together. I love it when everybody sings together as they are today. Robert Barney, our music director, as you all know, is a superb musician. And we are so lucky to have his dedication and deeply faithful leadership. So thank you, Robert, and all of you for the leadership you provide every week in our worship. More about that later. So welcome to the season of ordinary time. The season of the church year that runs from now through the summer and through the fall all the way to the first Sunday of Advent in December. It's the longest season and that's not by accident because ordinary time is the season when we live into the purpose of the church That is to be Jesus's body in the world. It's a time to do God's reconciling work, a time to read and learn more about what it means to be a follower of Christ and then to get moving. It's also a time to be still and to pray and to listen for God's voice. The other Funny and sometimes odd thing about ordinary time is that the lectionary readings that are selected, the four readings that are selected, are not necessarily thematically related the way they are the rest of the year. Instead, we go this way. So you heard a reading from 1 Samuel today. We'll work our way through the books of Samuel as well as Kings in the Old Testament readings. And the 2nd Corinthians reading, we're going to work our way through 2nd Corinthians and then on to Ephesians. And in the gospel, we'll work more of Mark until we end up with St. John. So any one of those Sundays, those things may not be related. But very early this morning, I realized that the four readings that were appointed for today actually provide a map. For our journey during ordinary time. The first reading from Samuel. Samuel was a young man, a little boy, actually, probably working in the temple and Eli, his older, the older priest took care of him and loved him. And as, the, as we heard in the story that Rod read, when God started calling out to Samuel, Samuel didn't know what it was. He thought it was Eli, right? I mean, you hear a voice in the night. There's only two of you in the house. It's got to be the other person. So he kept running over to Eli, saying, yes, I'm here. What can I do for you? But Eli figured it out after a couple of times and realized that God was talking directly to Samuel. So he told Samuel to go back to sleep. And told him how to answer when God called him the next time. So point number one on our on our map, listen, listen for how God is calling you to serve, whether you are young or not so young and listen to those people around you, the people who care for you because they have wisdom to impart. Oftentimes, others know us better than we know ourselves. And we can listen as hard as we want. But sometimes it takes another person to say, I think God might be calling you to this or to that. That's how it works with ordination. You can't wake up one day and say, oh, I've decided I want to be a priest. It Doesn't actually work that way. The community of the faithful has to say, guess what? We woke up this morning and think that you might have to be a priest. So the first point is to listen and to listen in community then we get to our psalm psalm 139 and we hear the very good news that we are never alone we're never not known by God God made our bodies inside our mother's bodies and God knows every part of us the psalmist speaks to God with gratitude for this except in verse 4 Where she says, You press upon me behind and before and lay your hand upon me. So sometimes that incredible presence of God might even evoke some frustration. I just think it's important to note that. There is no place that God is not. And 99% of the time that's comfort. But if we're honest, if we're honest with ourselves, There might be times when we wish God wasn't quite so observant. Right? Interesting question to ponder. But the second point is, we're not alone. God's never going to leave us alone, even if we're frustrated by that fact. Our third reading was a piece that Paul wrote to the early church in Corinth. And we know from the first letter to the Corinthians and from some background on this one that there was conflict in this very diverse and urban congregation and that people were apparently challenging Paul's claim to be an apostle and challenging his authority. And those of us who know and love Paul know that, you know, Paul can be quite full of himself sometimes, right? So it's not a surprise that there could have been tension. But in this particular reading, he decides to change the story a bit. The wonderful phrase that I love out of this out of this passage that we all probably do. He says, we have this treasure in clay jars. We have this treasure in clay jars. That little phrase sums up the story of who Paul was and who we are as well. We are human, created by God from the earth, from the first day when God created Adam. And because of that, because we're human, because we're created of breakable stuff, we're easily broken. We can be patched together as needed, and sometimes that works out better than other times. But yet, but yet, we are sufficient To be filled with God's light and love. The treasure that Paul talks about is the treasure of Christ's death and resurrection. That good news of the truth of God's reality lives inside our very bodies. Living this way and knowing all of this, Paul tells us in his letter, it's hard He says, we are afflicted in every way, perplexed, persecuted, but not struck down. We have this treasure in the clay jars that are our bodies. So it is clear that any power we actually have comes from God, comes from what God has filled us up with, that light and life, and not from our own efforts. God working through us. So the third point is, remember that we're human and God knows it. The fourth point, when we look at the gospel, there's a lot in this gospel. I'm just going to look at one little, the the part where Jesus heals the man with the withered hand. When he does that, that healing is more than a physical healing. Because with his hand restored, the man can work again. The man can provide for his family. His dignity and his livelihood is restored to him. Jesus shows us in that story that working for reconciliation and restoration, in spite of the pressures and the narrative and the politics in the world around us, is what we're called to do. We're called to prioritize justice. Working to give people hope. Where is reconciliation needed in your life right now? Who could you heal things with? Unconcerned about whether it is the right day or the right time. What issues in our world keep you awake at night? And how could you do one thing, one thing today, to begin a process of restoring justice and peace or dignity for another person? This is the work of ordinary time. Listen, how might God be calling me in this season of my life? All of us can ask that question. Talk with your friends and your family as they may hear and see more than you can. Two, believe that you are not alone ever. You can pray to God with any words or with no words, with tears, with rage, with quiet joy. God knows you and loves you and can hear anything you need to say. Believe that you are not alone ever. Three, remember that you are human. Like the first humans fashioned by God from the earth, your breakable body. It's a vessel to hold God's love and to pour out that love for the sake of others throughout your whole life. Four. Be brave. Be about reconciliation. Be about justice. So needed in today's fractured world. May this season be for you and for all of us here at Trinity Church, a time of listening and discernment, a time of trying new things, confident that God is ever present a time to use what we have, our broken selves, constantly renewed here each week, right here at the table, fed with Christ's body and blood, that we may be hopeful, courageous people, doing our part to reconcile and restore love and dignity to our world with God's help. Amen.